Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired, if I'm being honest. I'm exhausted. Are you? Yeah. What's going on that makes you so tired? I don't even know. I, um, I, I kind of got off my sleep cycle this weekend a little bit Mm -hmm. for the absolute most Lizzie reason of all time, which is that my friend came over and we binged the entire Wait, did you finish it? I finished Bridgerton. Can we talk about it now? (laughs) Should we talk about it now or should we have, let's be real. We should have like a whole episode just talking about, like a a special just talking about Bridgerton. Absolutely we should. Okay. I have so many thoughts. I feel like we need to record this soon because I I need to share my thoughts with you. I gotta be honest, I kind of want to go and rewatch the entire thing and then and then give my thoughts. So if you ever want to have a Bridgerton thought, a a Bingerton, then yes. A Bingerton, that's good. <laughs> okay, um, but needless absolutely. to say, um it was absolute garbage and I was delighted. I loved it. It was <laughs> I will say this. I liked the first half of the show better than the second half. I can see why. I still liked the second half of the I did show. Too. I did too. But yeah, I'll I'll go in. I like yeah. I liked the relationship in the first half better. Yes. I liked the drama in yes. the second half better. <laughs> it was so messy. And um Eloise and Pin are actually my favorite parts of the show. Yes. I love them. They're great. Okay, we will definitely we'll have we'll have a bingeton. Bingeton. <laughs> oh, that'll be wonderful. Um so yeah, I'm sorry that this episode's coming out a little bit later, but honestly, that was part of why my weekend was booked was because <laughs> my friend and I had had this on the books for a while. There are on there are very few things more important than watching trash movies, but watching trash TV shows. With hot male leads, I mm-hmm. think, I think is one of those. Speaking reasons. of which, this season of The Bachelor is incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, that so was that's, what I, that's your guilty pleasure. I'm not into The Bachelor. It, it's only fun if I'm watching it with other people. So I've got two friends, and every Sunday night we we get together and we watch. We get on Zoom and watch The and Bachelor watch together. Yeah. Um, this season is phenomenal. Is it? And. I'm kind of in love with The Bachelor, which never happens. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a snack. I'm interested. I'll yeah. have to see him. Um, and uh, they they have the most villainy girl who is giving an excellent performance, just like A+. I love that. Um, and then there's other girls who didn't come on initially as villains, but now they are. And they're mm. kind of also doing a remarkable job. <laughs> So yeah, that's really fun. It's very fun. I so my dirty pleasure is RuPaul's Drag Race. A great choice. And we just started the newest season. Um, we're super behind. I know that they're like most of the way through it, um, but we literally just started it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to let you know what I think later on. But um, yeah, I yeah I I don't really have anything to say about it yet. <laughs> All, all I can think about is there's this one queen called Denali, and she's a special ice skater, too. And she walked on in her ice skates, and I lived. Those must be the most powerful legs. It, it meant everything to me that she yeah. had on ice. Do you know how much I love figure skating? Have we talked about this? We have. I love figure skating. You, you, you 
showed me just like a string of figure skating videos on YouTube. Did I really? Did. I forgot. <laughs> You were like, oh, this is the best one! And you just oh. already had another one lined up to go. It's so delightful to watch someone talk and show you something that I, they're that passionate about. I have a lot of feels about figure skating, especially ice dancing. Oh, Yeah. It's so good. Yep. We could, I could talk about that all night. So, um, yeah. But we don't really have a vibe tonight. I failed the vibe check. <laughs> you have I've, failed the vibe check. I failed to deliver something for the vibe check. Um, not so a vibe. It's not a vibe. Um, I don't know for for this uh, for this particular film. Um, I would either recommend like the whitest of white wines, mm-hmm. or else the darkest and deepest of red wines. Okay, and nothing in between. Um, I almost tried to pick up a wine for this, and I don't know why, but I felt like something bubbly might. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, what, like, like it either needs to be um, champagne, mm-hmm. or it needs to be like the deepest Merlot or Pinot. Okay. Um, I I think there's also probably tons of cocktails out there that you can make that would be fun with. I this. feel like. When, when I heard the name of the film, I wanted a drink with, like, luster dust in it. Yes. Okay. I have had this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have had it before. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I feel like there's a story here. But... <laughs> it's intense. Oh, goodness. It... Yeah. <laughs> it's... Are you going to have to tell me after we're done recording? No, I just, (laughs) um, there's very few things that will, uh, will, um, have that potent (coughs) an effect on me that quickly. And that was one of them. What, luster dust? Because it's, it's, it's sparkly booze, right? Oh, so there are, there are drinks that have luster dust in it that are already sparkly. Oh, it's just the sparkle. But yeah, you can buy just a pack. It's just, it literally is like, it looks like glitter. Understood. And then you can pour it into any drink. I apologize. I have had... You probably have like hypnotic? Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's gross. Yeah. But it makes your drink look so pretty. It was, and that was what was like uh, yep. intense. You're like, oh, it's like a fairy libation. And then that's all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up at home. Like it's that John Mulaney. There, <laughs> there was a there was a party I went to where we had like Harry Potter themed drinks one time, mm-hmm. and we used Luster Dust in um, the we made like Felix Felicis. My friend has done the same at a Harry Potter mm-hmm. party. She made various potions. Yeah, and Felix Felicis was yeah. one of them. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, we had we had some good some good Harry Potter themed drinks. But, yep. I um so yeah any any of those things I would recommend with okay. this film. Um so what is this film? Yes. So this week we are watching Stardust, um which I cannot believe came out in 2007. Oh god. That's kind of frightening me to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um but I I do remember seeing this in 
Uh, I can't remember if it came out when I was in eighth grade or ninth grade, but that's how long ago we're going. I remember seeing this in theaters when it came out. Um, that kind of hurts, doesn't a it? Bit. Though, doesn't it? Though, um, uh, is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who also directed X Men: First Class and Kingsman: The Secret Service. Oh, okay. Two other movies that I absolutely adore. Um, Kingsman the Secret Service is a little we know that's not the second one right no that's the first one one. yeah that one is just objectively like a perfect movie Uh the second one is garbage and I love it (laughs) I did not watch the second one Um, I watched parts of it my friends watched it and they were like we're gonna just show you the only parts you need to see (laughs) yeah that's fair which were just all had Colin Firth fighting which that's what I'm there for Um, did they not show you the part where um, Michael Strong's character I can't remember his name the Scotsman. Mark Strong? Mark Strong. What did I say? Michael. Whatever. Um, Mark Strong's character, the Scotsman. I don't know how they get into it, but they start talking about that song, like, Country Road, Take Me Home. And there's this part where he very triumphantly sings it in his very Scottish. He's like, Audrey Road, take me home. It's so I've seen this good. Clip. I've seen this clip. Oh, and then there's a part where Elton John fights in his full, like, feather getup. I have seen that as well. So you've seen all the parts that matter. Yeah, basically. Okay. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um, I I think this director has a very good sense of um, what <laughs> what makes a a movie really work. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but before I kind of get into story stuff, um, real quick, I'm just going to read you cast list here. Okay. Um. So our our lead four are Charlie Cox, aka the the Daredevil. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Claire Danes. I like Claire Danes. I a do lot. too. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, okay. who is steals this show. Robert De Niro in one of the best performances of his career. What? <laughs> uh, ben Barnes. Ben Barnes is in this. Peter O'Toole. Sienna Miller. Henry Cavill. What? Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Stop, <laughs> stop everything. Say his name. Oh, it's Henry Cavill, isn't it? I'm sorry. Oh, I w- okay. No, I I was like, oh my god, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? No, I think I think I just said it wrong there. Um, Rupert Everett. <laughs> Rupert Everett. He's my boy. <laughs> I love Rupert Everett. I don't know if you knew that about me. I didn't. But he's in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, we have to watch The Importance of Being Earnest. We absolutely will watch The Importance oh. of Being Earnest at some point. Um, Mark Strong, because he he likes to okay. be actor. Okay. Um, uh, Mark Williams, a.k.a. Mr. Weasley. Okay. Uh, Ricky Gervais. Did they just call up, like, the country of England and say, give us all of your actors? Well, seeing as it's narrated by Ian McKellen, I would say yes. Okay. So basically, like, David Tennant and, like, Benedict Cumberbatch were busy, but the rest of the crew showed up? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And this was still when the Harry Potter movies were being made, so none of those little babies Yeah, this is, like, with the exception of Mr. Weasley, everybody who's not in Harry Potter is in this. (laughs) Yes. That's an excellent, uh, excellent analogy. Oh, my God. Um... I would say this is this is not trash. It has a 76% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. That is pretty good. It has an 86% audience score. Um, but for me, it's more the fact that this movie seems to have kind of been like I feel like it kind of came and went. It got it got pushed to the side. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. 
it's kind of had a resurgence since it was brought back on Netflix. Um, but that's the other thing. Like you can pretty much, it, it's, it's only really thing is that it's on Netflix now. Okay. So, um, in my opinion, this is one of the best standalone fantasy films. And it's okay. really sad to me that it's just sort of been forgotten, um, for as long as it has been. Yeah. Um, but, uh, real quick, b- before we watch this, the only other things that I'll, um, kind of say before I start talking, asking you some stuff about it, um, this is based on um, a novel by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Which um, is part of why I can't believe I've never seen it. That's part of why I can't believe you haven't seen it But either. I've never read it either. Like, So I, I have read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the book after I saw this movie. Um, and it's one of the times where there are very significant changes between the book and the movie. Especially at the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind any of them. So Neil Gaiman... You'll see so many of the Neil Gaiman kind of essentials in mm-hmm. this. Um, very witty, fast, sharp mm-hmm. dialogue. Um, and uh, all of those kind of untangled plot threads coming together in the loveliest, neatest right. bow at the end. Um, and the book, if you've, if you've seen Good Omens, you know that Neil Gaiman is also very fascinated with like the wording of magic and prophecies and how that ties together. Yes. Um, and one that, of my favorite things about him. That's that's really how the book functions. The book okay. is all about the kind of this cleverness of the wordplay and how everything comes together perfectly at mm-hmm. the end. And yes, I just made that joke for you people who've read the book. And the the whole thing, it, the ending is very bittersweet. And it's also kind of anticlimactic in mm-hmm. that it's not very action-packed. It's just this okay. sweet little story about, um, I guess, kind of plot synopsis here. Um, a young boy named Tristan Thorne um, grows up in the town of Wall, which is up against this wall. Um, Fitting name. That separates. That's so Neil Gaiman. It's so Neil Gaiman. It separates um, yeah. our reality from a magical world. And okay. um, uh, in order to prove himself to his dearest love, he offers to travel across the wall um, because they've seen a star fall and he's going to reclaim the fallen star and bring it back to her. Okay. Um, and it is only when he encounters where the fallen star should be that he finds it's not a lump of rock, it's but a person. It's, it's a person. Cl- it's Claire Danes. It's Claire Danes. Um, Literally a star. Yes. And um, there are witches and pirates and all sorts of other wonderful magical things. Literally, um, you're like... You're like, there's witches. Yes, there's pirates. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, we'll, all the things. We'll, we'll get we'll get to the, the why I think you will like this. Okay. Um, but, uh, so because everything in the book is, and, and then the ending is honestly kind of bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, for the movie, they trade all that kind of clever wordplay mm-hmm. in for probably one of my favorite endings of any movie ever. Really? It okay. is a fantastic climax. Okay. A wonderful set of action scenes. Um it has I, I won't I won't spoil anything, but it has everything that I love in a good adventure fantasy movie. Um and and then we also just get like 
a very movie happy ending and I am delighted. Okay. So I'm I'm fine with the changes that they made to the book because for the for the sake of film, mm-hmm. they work really, really yeah, well. Yeah, sometimes that's the thing, is there's some people who are like, I can't believe they changed this from book to movie. And there are some times where I'm like, dude, the movie worked so or the book worked so much better. Mm-hmm. Why did they change this? But there's a lot of times where I'm like, Helen shit. Sorry. Wait, are you saying the book was so much better? Than yes, in I, my opinion. I read the book, but I was so little that it's like a blur. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and honestly, I was little when I saw the movie, so it's kind of a blur too. The movie does not have much connection with the book. The only thing I remember <laughs> about the movie is Anne Hathaway singing Somebody to Love, and it wasn't that good. I gotta be honest, anytime you want to watch Ella Enchanted for this Girl. podcast, I absolutely Let's will. Let's do it. Um, but I will also be there just telling people to go read, go read every book by Gail, Gail Carson Levine ever written. So. Okay. So speaking of reading the book, um, I guess I could tell you what I'm expecting. I was just about to ask you what okay. are you expecting. Um, so this this is kind of probably a niche experience, but this is something that I feel every time I read a Neil Gaiman book. So... I know the kind of writer I am. I've been trying to write a novel forever. I've been working on it for forever and a day. I don't know if I'm ever gonna finish it. So I know the kind of writer I am. And I know that I, like I one time, and now kind of that she won't shut her mouth and keeps ruining everything and is like horrible and transphobic and stuff, um, this is kind of, not what I want to be at all. But back in the day, somebody told me that my writing was kind of akin to J.K. Rowling in the way that she highest, phrases things. Highest compliment that you could have been paid at that. I understand at, that. At that time. Yep. Um, but the problem is, is I I don't want to be J.K. Rowling. Even, like, like just in terms of writing style, if you strip away all the things that make J.K. Rowling horrible, just in terms of writing style, mm-hmm. like... That's a compliment to an extent, but it's not what I want to be anymore. Yeah. Um, basically, since college, I've been like, I know I write like that, but I want to be Neil Gaiman. So every time I read anything from Neil Gaiman or watch anything that he has had a hand in writing, mm-hmm. um, whether it's an episode of Doctor Who, um, whether it's a response on Tumblr, <laughs> whether it's one of his novels... I always have like a two to three day like depression period where I'm just upset that I can't be Neil Gaiman as a writer. Yeah. And then on about the like fourth day, I'm like, but you know what? I won't ever be Neil Gaiman if I don't keep writing. And then suddenly I feel like inspired to like push myself to be more like Neil Gaiman. And then I'm like, how does he wordplay? And I get sad again. Um, But Neil Gaiman is what I want to be when I grow up. I... I think that's beautiful. And I think that's, <laughs> I again, that kind of makes me all the more like... Excited to show this. Yes, because it is Neil Gaiman plus all the things that I feel like just you yourself like, even when it's not incorporated with Neil Gaiman. Okay, I'm so excited for yeah. it then. Because like, so, so that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting to watch this and be like, mwah, chef's kiss, perfection. I will never attain this kind of perfection. Why do I even try? And then three days from now, I'll be like, Lizzie, I've solved the (laughs) plot problem with my book. And 
and then I'll be like, oh no, another, and then I'll have to like go through the whole process. That again. would delight me. Um, but um, and and I feel like so I have read and seen Good Omens. Mm-hmm. I've read Neverwhere. Have you read that one? I am about halfway through Neverwhere it's as of right super now. Good. Actually, yeah. um, it, that one has been forever since I've read it too. Um, I read that one in like early high school, mm-hmm. like ninth grade. Um, I've read my favorite is probably American Gods. I still have not read American Gods. Um, it will it will be one of my audiobooks for this year. It's oh. Oh, girl, the audiobook is everything. <laughs> that's I listened to it. I didn't actually read it. Um but that's um, that's act come on. Don't don't say that about yourself. I when read I, like, I listened, read it. Yes. When people are like, that doesn't count. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Yes, it does. <laughs> um but yeah, so um and then of course like Coraline. I've read and seen. I read Coraline a long time yeah. ago. I have more memories of the movie than I do of the book. Both of them are scary as yes. hell. They're ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, but that's something that I love about Neil Gaiman is even when it's campy and not as scary, there's always elements that are really messed up. This is no exception. Good. Okay. Yeah. And I know it's weird to say that that's one of my favorite things about him. No, for for as much as if you get a plot summary of this, it sounds really fluffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, again, watching it when I was like, I guess I must have been 14 at the time that I saw this. Um, 13 or 14. Um, and there were parts that frightened me yeah. still. Um, but I, I love... I still loved this. Yeah. Um and it's still it's still just delightful. Yeah. So um any other expectations before hmm. um trying to think. The only other expectation I have is for Claire Danes to take a role that's like a solid role and then do something like wildly incredible with it. Like every time she plays something, I like she could play the most straightforward role. Uh-huh. She like takes Juliet and is like, this is gonna be the best performance of Juliet <laughs> you've ever seen. Sit down, everyone else who's ever played her. She's like, I am Queen Juliet. Yes. Um, so I'm expecting great things. I think I think any um I think anyone else <clears throat> who would have gotten the part um would have tried to play her with some sort of, you know, especially this coming post Lord of the Rings, would have tried to play her with some sort of otherworldly, like, elven Galadriel-esque mm-hmm. grace. And she goes, no, I've, I have fallen to Earth. I will be a very down-to-Earth star. And I, she brings a lot of humanity mm-hmm. to the role. It's very sweet. Um, so I, I said I was going to talk about reasons why I think you'll love it. I think Claire Danes will be one of the reasons... Mm-hmm. Um, I think you will love Pfeiffer and De Niro in this because they are absolutely having the most fun in the world while they're doing this part. Um, I think you will love the costumes. You are going- Girl, that's my thing. You're going to have some costume fun. Um, you get both wonderful sides of witches in that you get, uh, the, the frighteningly beautiful and also the frighteningly ugly. Yes! Um, there's a lot of witch core in this. Um, 
The soundtrack is great. Okay. Absolutely awesome. I Is it a score? It's or a like, score. Okay, okay. Oh, sure. It's a score. It's a score. <laughs> is it a score or is it a score? It's a score. <laughs> it is a score that you like run to on the treadmill occasionally. Okay. It's that kind of okay. score. This is the one that you sneak into your D&D campaigns. I have used this exact uh, soundtrack in my D&D campaigns before. Yes. Dope. Um, Dope. And again, just like the most magnificent ending. Um, any kind of tropey thing that they pull into it they just use in the most beautiful way and they also use it differently from however it is you're expecting them to okay yeah i'm excited i'm really i feel excited. like i, I feel love like this movie so much and i'm so excited i feel to show like i'm to gonna you. adore this movie i really hope you do I and like i really hope i haven't oversold it. it that's my hope it's neil gaiman so literally all you would have had to say was like this this movie is based on a Neil Gaiman book, and I would assume amazing things from it, um, and I would have really high expectations just yeah. from that alone. So, yeah. So, um, I'm so so happy that I'm sharing this with you. Um, so I guess that's kind of my like. Without further ado, here is Stardust. I just want you all to know that oh Liv, is in, Liv is in tears. <laughs> it hurts. We, we stopped the movie like maybe 30 seconds ago. Um, There's stars! <laughs> I grabbed my laptop because it was, it was time. They're both stars! They are. Lizzie. They are. Oh my god! She screamed, and she's just <laughs> still screaming. I haven't been this messed up since Raymond died. <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> waiting. I mean, he goes to be a star yep. with Evangeline. Yep. It's like that. <laughs> Tristan and Evane or Raymond and Evangeline. Either oh way. Oh my god. Y'all, this movie. Okay, so before we get into it, like I said, I wanted you to like this movie so much, and I really hoped that it was going to go in your treasure chest, and I'm so happy with the reaction. I turned to Liv at one point watching this, and I said, this is the quietest you've ever been watching one of these movies, and she was like, I'm enthralled! <laughs> so not a whole lot of like commentary during it, but I, I want to... To break it down, I, and I, I'm going to ask this now, and I assume this part will be short, but was there anything that you didn't like? There was one thing I didn't like. Okay. I didn't like, I well, I didn't get, like, <clears throat> the, um, the evil witch was mm -hmm. like, just go, my sisters are dead. It's mm -hmm. all meaningless now. Yeah. And then two seconds later, she's like, I shall kill you. I just, I didn't yeah. get what I, she was doing. I think that's fair. And I kind of agree with that. I will say my little 13 year old self watching this was terrified when that happened. I thought she was scared, scary, but yeah, her but, motivation but it, didn't make sense. It, I agree. That wasn't clear <laughs> and that didn't make sense. So I, I, I agree with you there. My one nitpick with this movie. Um, I love that, um, 
Dunstan Thorne, when he's young, is played by the absolutely adorable Ben Barnes. Uh-huh. Um, and then he gets older, and I never remember this actor's name, but the hot ghost who owns the haunted yeah. mansion. <laughs> That's his, getting added to our list. Yeah, it way. totally is. Um, when he's older. Um, but the mom is the same actress when they're both young and old. Mm-hmm. And I Because women aren't allowed to age. Yes, and that kind of bothered me yeah. a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. So that is really I may That's think of others. That's the end of my list. That's the end of my problems list, too. I don't have anything else. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I wanted to get really nitpicky, I might say something about the fact that Claire Danes 2007 hair has not aged well. I actually think it's fine. <laughs> I still love it. There, there are times where I it looks a little cringe to me. It's like so like early 2000s like I, I it's just it's that it's that look. Yeah. If if Tristan's <clears throat> hair had been just slightly shorter it would have been 2000's Goblet of Fire haircut. I always call that haircut the Goblet yep. of Fire, yep. where that one year where they all had the exact same yep. long hair. Um, yep. But that is, again, like, the nit- there's there's a couple That's times the when the CGI dates itself a little bit. Yeah, but- I mean, a lot of things in this movie dated itself, but I don't care. Yeah. So we're we're done with that. I want you to tell me your favorite things about this movie. And we could we could sit here and talk about the plot forever. <laughs> so I want to know, like, like movie stuff or moments or things that were just your favorite. Um, Ben Barnes was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, the flower at the beginning kept coming back as a plot point. I liked that. Yep. I liked the, um, just the general witch aesthetic was cool. I liked... I loved the ghosts. Yep. The ghosts of the dead <laughs> the dead brothers was everything to me. I should have included I should have gone, there's witches, there's pirates, there's ghosts, <laughs> and I failed to talk about ghosts. They're I was so I was good. so worried you were gonna be upset when you were so excited that Rupert Everett oh, was Rupert in this Everett movie. Came in. Rupert Everett walked in and they're like, brother, look out the window. And he's like, What? And they immediately push him out the window, and I was like, what? <laughs> she was so upset because he died, and he she was died like, so fast. She was like, "That's it. That's all we get." And then the ghosts appeared, and you were I so relieved. It was so good. <laughs> oh, and Rupert Everett's beautiful face is smushed. Well, she, that part movie. was kind of sad. Um, I think it's hilarious. It was so funny, but I did miss seeing his face. Can um, I can I say one of my favorite moments? Yes, and I love. Just just watching it with you. There were so many moments in this where I wasn't watching the screen. I was just watching you. And one <laughs> I was so unaware. One of them that I knew was going to happen is when Primus, the first brother, dies. He gets his throat slit in the bathtub. Uh-huh. And it bleeds blue. Yeah. And everyone I've ever watched that with is like, what? Why? why is it blue? And I just get to turn to them and go, because he's a blue blood. And I just love looking at people's faces when I do that because they're all like, Oh, so this movie is just insanely clever, and I it love everything is. about it. It is, and like, I'm gonna save my favorite thing for last. Okay. Um. Ah, um. <laughs> the the aesthetic 
this Renfest this aesthetic. Cottagecore, <laughs> Renfest, Goblincore, Witchcore nonsense of this movie. The sparkles. Michelle Pfeiffer has gold leaflets yep. in her hair. Yep. The little stringies of gold yep. in her hair. Talk about 2000s. I pointed those out. I was like, look Jesus. at her hair. <laughs> also, just Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. God. Her witch sisters are dope. I The witch ballroom castle thing was dope i I really like the war between the brothers honestly one of my favorite parts of this is when septimus is challenging his soothsayer like you know has pleading for mercy ever changed my mind no (laughs) okay mark strong he's so good in this movie he's a fine man (laughs) not fine he's there's a difference we we started talking about because of course we did um the the long black coat uh greasy bad boy look and how for me it's worked an embarrassing number of times it really has for you but for you not as much except (laughs) mark strong though is just mm, mm. yes um he wants to be king forever Claire Danes when she glows because she's in love. You lost your mind. The scene when they were dancing dancing on on the ship ship. and she was glowing slightly while she was dancing with Captain Shakespeare but then she switched to Tristan. He said, what did he say to her? He said He said, your emotions betray you. You you keep glowing and she says, what do stars do best? Um, And he says something about like, well, I know what's making you glow. And then immediately Tristan comes up and she just starts like glowing all over the place. Yep. And I was down. Oh, the part, the sorry, I'm freaking out, guys. <laughs> the part where they like have to get off, get off the road quick. Um, because they're worried someone's going to see her. That part was and my he's favorite. Like on top of her. Again, I saw this when I was 14 and it was the first time when I was fully aware of what I was feeling and I let myself feel it. And, and she's looking at his eyes and she's and just glowing, man. She asks him, are you tempted? He says, by what? Immortality. And, and he's glowing. And, and he says, I think living forever would be sad and lonely. Well, maybe if you had someone to share it with. <laughs> because this movie's perfect. <laughs> I'm like gonna cry again. <laughs> um, the ending was cheesy as hell and I loved it. They grew to see their children they and grandchildren. Stars. And then they lit the Babylon candle. Uh, <laughs> um, Okay, so now we need to spend the next hour talking about the real um, MVP. The real MVP here, <laughs> freaking Robert De Niro is the best part of this movie. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> we were talking during the movie about how like there's kind of this like I feel like Robert De Niro has actually played like a lot of different roles. Yes, but there's like a certain type of role that people think of when they think of Robert De Niro. Yes, and it's such a shame because he has the range, darling. Yep. Um. And he was so good. He's wonderful. 
You and the absolutely. part where they sword fight and they're playing like the can can and the so the sound mixing when they're like it's like they're sword fighting and each clang of the sword perfectly matches the music yes. so it's like clang 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 the thing that his crew said it's a white cat we always knew you was a whoopsie <laughs> and they hit him they push him to the guy who says that they push him to the back they like basically are like it's okay that you're gay we still think you're a good captain yep they, okay so this was, was just wonderful this was adorable so after that scene <laughs> Liv had to make a run to make a bathroom break so we had to pause it I almost um, wet myself. I was laughing yes, so hard. Yes, you were you were losing it, and then but you came back in, and I remember you being like, "Oh no, now they know his secret." Like I hope they still accept him, and they did. <laughs> we get the most like loving and supportive pirate oh. crew. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, please do not cry. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. It's it's true. This movie invokes oh every Oh my god. Um, the yeah every every conversation with them is just wonderful. I love the part where you were like, "Why is his hair long?" As he's like combing and cutting his hair, I was like, "I don't know," but it's worth it for the glow up that we get. It, what a glow up, <laughs> y'all. That coat and that hair. Mm. That white, usually white, like on a white guy doesn't do it, it for me. It worked for but him. It worked for him. It it that off white, like epic yeah. coat. And the, like, I don't know. It was good. Go ahead. No, no you got this. Okay. So I told you that I love the ending of this movie. And I, I totally see your critique about like the motivation of letting them go just to bring them back. Does it work? I get that. Um, but let me ramble off the things that happen in the end of this movie that are wonderful. Number one, all of the plot points converging. This, you were losing your mind when Yvain was walking towards the wall. And if she crossed the wall, she would turn into a meteorite. Oh, I literally you screamed when her foot went up on the wall. I went, I literally said eep, I think. I yeah. went, eep! You did. You lost it. So, but that happens when the witch is coming. And when the mom is coming and Tristan is running in slow motion through the forest to save her, um, that is very Neil Gaiman, yes. everything coming together. Oh, oh, speaking of the mom, they introduced this, like, minor plot point about this, like, princess that's been missing. Yep. And you don't think anything of it. And, and then at the end, it's his mom. But you also probably forgot about the fact that she introduces herself to Dunstan. As a stolen princess. Yeah, because, well, and you also were like, don't, don't. I was like, her. don't trust her. Yeah. Don't do it. No, she was 100% telling the truth. She was a stolen princess. And now she would be captured until Ditchwater Sal died. So... Who, despite being evil, was super cool. Oh, love Ditchwater Sal. <laughs> love Ditchwater Sal. I was also saying that I'm upset that I will never have character names in anything I write as good as Tristan, Evane, Ditchwater Sal. Listen, when I'm old, I hope that like kids think I'm an ugly old hag and give me a name like Ditchwater Sal. Yeah. That <laughs> I don't know why that's like 
like my life goal. Yep. But it is. I want somebody to be like, oh, that's mud, uh, mud water live. I don't know. Mud flap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made it worse. <laughs> that's sore ditch. <laughs> I don't know. We'll workshop it, guys. Let me know what you think my old hag name should be. Oh my gosh! Um, I want to. You need an old hag name, and I need a. Uh, I need my uh, lady whistle down name for my, yes. my gossip column. That yes. I write. Um. Okay. So so all the plot points coming together. We see how Tristan's new skills have formed when Septimus threatens him, and he yes. threatens him back. Then. We get the awesomeness of killing off one witch by just throwing a knife through her. That was and, cool. And we kill the other witch by releasing all the animals. That she's been cruel to. And they all murder her. Um, they, they, she earned that. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great, great... Poetic justice. Yes. Um, anything with the voodoo doll is incredible. Oh, oh, oh the, the puppet. Was everything whoever whoever co- like coordinated that fight and oh taught God. him to like flop his head around but still be able to wield the sword? That's just an expertly choreographed scene, and I can't get over it every single time I watch it. If you've never seen this film, this is a bit of a spoiler. But at the end, we've spoiled, we've spoiled, a, spoiled lot. a lot of movies at this point. Mark Strong dies, guys. He his character dies because um, in the coolest. Mich- possible way lemia michelle pfeiffer witch um gets out a poppet and if you're not sure what a poppet is it's like an old witchy tool it's similar to a voodoo doll yep um a lot of witch lore has them they show up in like the crucible and stuff um so she takes the poppet and she breaks the poppet's arm and his arm breaks and she breaks its leg and his leg breaks and then she throws it in a well and he drowns in midair. He floats as if he's underwater. underwater. Oh, it was so cool. Yep. And then after he's dead, she takes the poppet out of the water and then uses it to sword fight Tristan. Who then, and here's what we were really building up to, here's what every great movie has, cuts a rope and rides the rope up with the chandelier as he flies through the air and yeah. knocks the witch down. It's that so is good. That is what I want in every movie ever. It is so good. I don't think there's a single movie on earth that would not be improved with cutting a rope and riding the chandelier. I wholeheartedly up. agree with that. Oh, my husband was in this movie? Oh, yes. Uh, Kyle looks like Bernard, the goat farmer. <laughs> the goat farmer. <laughs> Who's a goat and then a girl for half the movie. He didn't look like the goat or the girl, just uh, like normal standard Bernard. Human Bernard. Um, but he looked just like him. Yep. yep. Uh, um, what else? I, I, so, there's, there's a, a unicorn? There's a, I can't believe a unicorn? We, there's just a unicorn. <laughs> oh, you lost your mind when in the midst of the fight in the inn... First off, the goat got headbutted by the unicorn and insta died. Oh, he died! <laughs> I was really sad about Mr. Weasley Goat. And then the unicorn died. The u- <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. 
every emotion is what I feel watching this movie. Yeah, I, it was I, a lot. I still remember. I remember watching this and feeling frightened. I remember watching this and feeling sad. I remember watching this and feeling in love. And yeah, this this movie just it's everything that I want out of a adventure movie out of a fantasy movie it's it's why it's my favorite standalone fantasy it's just a happy movie this is why neil gaiman is my favorite writer Mm -hmm. it's it's just great yep it's really good guys yep um man Tristan was kind of dreamy by the end, too. Like, he was cute in the beginning. But he's, but... he's like, dorky cute <clears throat> in the beginning. And then by the end, yeah. It, this this truly is, and Ian McKellen narrator says it at the beginning. Yes! This is not about how the, man be- the baby became a boy, but how the boy became, became a, a man. man. Oh, Henry Cavill's in it? Yep. Henry Cavill might have gotten with Robert De Niro at the end. Which I'm not mad about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's more. Ricky Gervais is in there. Ricky Gervais is in it. Ferdy. The, all the little things, like when she casts the spell that makes him Bach, and then that's like his undoing. That was so funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, just every detail came back together. Yep. Every single one. Yep. (coughs) Neil Gaiman has said that the second draft is when you make it look like you've known what you were doing all along. Yeah. And oh my gosh, you just see that so evidently in his writing that he does not want to leave anything out of place. No, no stone is in turn. No, you know, it's clear that he really has thought through everything. And like I said, the book is... Very different at the end. It's actually pretty beat for beat for several parts of it, um, especially the beginning. They um, put together in the book. They do. Okay, good. It's like I said. It's it's pretty close. The ending's just a little bittersweet. The ending does not have uh, the princess and the frog esque. Um, okay. Uh, loveliness to it so I, I would really be curious if you end up reading the book to I know what you think will. especially because you love neil gaiman so yeah. much um oh can i say what i love about the punchline at the end of this yes i kind of predicted it yes you did um not it was funny because you'd sometimes bring it up and i'd be like but it wouldn't always be 100 percent correct and i'd be I like, like i don't want to spoil anything yeah so one of the things about this film is that part of the reason why the witches want um, Claire Dane's character, um, what is her name? Evane. Evane, who is the star. They want her so bad because the heart of a star can give you everlasting, like, youth and life. So they need to kill her and cut out her heart. But the punchline is that she is in love with Tristan, and so she gives him her heart. And he's young and beautiful forever mm-hmm. because she loves him. Yep. And he has her heart. Yep. Lizzie, he has her heart. Yep. And uh, that <coughs> that is that is handiwork. So fear not in that regard <laughs> if you read the book. 
So in case you're wondering how I feel about this film, this is one out of one magical uh, King Rubies. Mm. Um, <laughs> which makes sense if and, you've seen the film. An excellent choice. <laughs> um, seven out of seven dead brothers. <laughs> seven out of seven dead brothers. This is... This is... Um, this is Robert De Niro in a corset good. <laughs> this, is, this is one magical unicorn good. <laughs> this is two enchanted goats good. I, you know what? This ties back to our first episode. This is this is the best unicorn, not the last unicorn, but the best, but the best it's unicorn. The best unicorn. <laughs> it's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit sorry about that no that was incredible um, dang okay so yeah this is this is like in a special compartment in the treasure chest this is like in a treasure chest within the treasure chest I'm not gonna lie I when I showed you this I was like I really really hope this becomes one of your new favorite movies because it's one of my favorite movies I feel like you always show me movies that I like and I'm always like here's a movie <laughs> and I'm like that was that was a thing you're like you're like here is an excellent you're like here is a jewel with a minor flaw. And I'm like, will you take my literal stinking pile of shit? Will you take my garbage, Lizzie? I, now, to be fair, to be fair, I have shown my fair share of garbage. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies was the only one so far that's been, like, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, <clears throat> when I showed you the princess switch, like, that was delightful. But it was it was it was admittedly garbage. But it's admittedly I'm, garbage. This is not. I I will be the first to say this is not garbage, and I have to be honest. Yeah. I kind of bent the rules with this one, just because you said you hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I know there's tons of people who haven't seen it, and I don't Shameless understand plug for this movie. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. I'm really sad that it kind of gets glossed over all the time because, like, as much as people talk about, like, you know. How much they love Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean, how much they love the mummy, those things are like getting a resurgence. Yeah. Like this, this one needs some love. This one, this one needs some love, and I would put it in the same category as those. That being said, if you were a zoomer and you were listening to us, my Gen Z peeps, listen, y'all. Okay. Here's the thing. I got a little, I got a little a little bone to pick with y'all. Um, it's a minor bone. A lot of millennials right now are angry at you guys for saying that the side part's not cool anymore. I knew this was gonna be a thing. Listen, listen, you're right. It's not in style right now. And I feel you. And you know what? I think as millennials, it's time that we like embrace the hip new thing. In like 20 years, the side part will be cool again. We'll all be rocking it. We'll like go back. It's fine. But, but I don't want to hear any of you say anything about Claire Dane's hair in this movie. She's perfect. Okay. (laughs) It was 2007. Give her her side part. You were allowed to say something about it, but not. Y'all can tell me my hair looks stupid, but you can't say Claire Danes does. She doesn't deserve it, okay? I said what was funny about it is that she, her eyebrows are, like, super blonde and thin. And you she can't has like, even see them. You can't see them. She has, like, no eyebrows, and it would not would not be flying today. No, it would not. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I am... I am absolutely delighted with your reaction to this. It was this, wonderful. This... 
is up there with Princess Switch on reactions that I've gotten from it you. It was really good. Yeah. I feel like if I rewatched Princess Switch, it wouldn't be as enjoyable as it was. You have to watch Princess Switch under the right conditions. There's a vibe. Which is with a girlfriend and with yeah. peppermint schnapps. You can rewatch. I have rewatched I was this that movie. Night too. You were. You... We drank tea tonight. I am stone cold sober, and this is the best movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, we had rose. We decided that the vibe was rose tea. <laughs> rose tea. Yeah, yeah, that's what we decided. With. Um, which which is good for like a cozy book nice. movie, it's which good. is what this was. Um, yeah, I I have rewatched this movie countless times. It's so good. I adore it. I feel like you're going to hate next week's movie, comparatively. Okay, but, like, but at the same time, like, we, us re-watching Labyrinth, mm-hmm. like, I liked that movie so much more watching it with you than any other time that I've watched That's it. good. And, like, I acknowledge that it's a really good it's, movie. It's got some flaws. But it's, but it's got some flaws. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't consider that, like, he has my stinking garbage yeah. compared, compared to this. Yeah. Um. This this is my like, you know, this this movie has both nostalgia for me and yet when I watch it, it feels like it could have come out last year and I would still be just as yeah. happy with it. Yep. Um so but I'm so happy you like this. It was that's wonderful. that's the last thing I will say about this. Speaking of next week's movie. Speaking of side parts. <laughs> um so next week's film um, is also a book turned movie. Yeah. Um, it's Interview with a Vampire. I have been wanting to watch this for so long. I and you are the person who I want to watch it with the most. And I'm so excited. That makes me really happy. But I can't decide if you're going to like it or not. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning because horror film is not your thing. Yeah. Um. So this movie is the origin of the effeminate gay vampire story. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's sexy vampires. Yeah. But one thing that this does that, you know, like Twilight kind of shied away from is that it's, like, actually got some good vampire gore. There's lots of blood. Okay. So just brace yourself for that. Is it? it it's, can I can I be honest? For me, there's a big difference between blood and like gore. Gore. So I mean, we watched we watched Dracula there's together. There's not like entrails or anything. That's like what that. I can't do. Okay. Um. There's some because in this one, there's very much the like vampires burn in the sun. Yes. So there's some gross like burning flesh kind of stuff. Okay. Um, it's very par for the course vampire, right. at least modern vampire. Yeah. Um, it's got some of that same flair that like the Bram Stoker's Dracula had, where it's just like over the top costuming. Yeah. Um, I okay. So Bram Stoker's Dracula was one that the more it resonated with me, the more I really liked it. Good. So I am. You'll like this one. Though. I'm expecting to like yeah. this one. This one. What I like about this movie is the melodrama's there, the absurdity of it's there, but there's a, a little bit of humor in this one that wasn't in the Dracula that we watched. And no, it's not going to be as good as this. <laughs> like, 
This was moi, the chef's kiss peak. We are never going to get as good as this film again. I, honestly, when I this showed you- This is hard you, to follow it when up. When I showed you this, I was like, this is like the best movie we're going to watch for Ever. a really long time. Really long time. Um, But yeah, um, Brad Pitt, I have never found Brad Pitt attractive in any other film except for this one. Nice. I don't know why. I usually don't go for guys with long hair. For some reason, Brad Pitt with hair down to his waist does it for me. Mm -hmm. um, ah! I, I was about to say, I just want you all to know that oh Liv, is, Liv is in tears. It hurts. We... We stopped the movie like maybe 30 seconds ago. Um, There's stars! <laughs> I grabbed my laptop because it was it was time. They're both stars! They are. Lizzie. They are. They're both stars. <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh my god. She screamed and she's just <laughs> still screaming. I haven't been this messed up. Since Raymond died. <laughs> I know. I was waiting. I mean, he goes to be a star with yep. Evangeline. Yep. It's like that. <laughs> Tristan and Evane or Raymond and Evangeline. Either oh way. Oh my god. Y'all, this movie. Okay, so before we get into it. Like I said, I wanted you to like this movie so much, and I really hoped that it was going to go in your treasure chest, and I'm so happy with the reaction. I turned to Liv at one point watching this, and I said, this is the quietest you've ever been watching one of these movies, and she was like, I'm enthralled! <laughs> so, not a whole lot of like commentary during it, but I, I want to, to break it down, I, and I, I'm going to ask this now. And I assume this part will be short, but was there anything that you didn't like? There was one thing I didn't like. Okay. I didn't like, I well, I didn't get, like, the, um, the evil witch was mm -hmm. like, just go, my sisters are dead. It's all meaningless now. Yeah. And then two seconds later, she's like, I should kill you. I just, I didn't yeah. get what I, she was doing. I think that's fair. And I kind of agree with that. I will say my little 13 year old self watching this was terrified when that happened. I thought she was scared, scary, but yeah, her but, motivation but it, didn't make sense. It, I agree. That wasn't clear <laughs> and that didn't make sense. So I, I, I agree with you there. My one nitpick with this movie. Um, I love that, um, Dunstan Thorne, when he's young, is played by the absolutely adorable Ben Barnes. Uh -huh. um, and then he gets older, and I never remember this actor's name, but the hot ghost who owns the haunted yeah. mansion. <laughs> That's his... getting added to our list. Yeah, it totally is. Um, when he's older. Um, but the mom is the same actress when they're both young and old. And I... Because women aren't allowed to age. Yes, and that kind of bothered me a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. So that is really... I may That's think of others. That's the end of my list. That's the end of my problems list, too. I don't have anything else. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I wanted to get really nitpicky, I might say something about the fact that Claire Dane's 2007 hair has not aged well. <laughs> I actually think it's fine. <laughs> I still love it. There, there are times where I it looks a little cringe to me. 
it's like so like early 2000s like I, I it's just it's that it's that look yeah if if Tristan's <clears throat> hair had been just slightly shorter it would have been 2000s goblet of fire haircut. I always call that haircut the goblet yep. of fire. Yep. Where that one year where they all had the exact same yep. long hair. Um, yep. But that is, again, like the nit. There's there's a couple That's times the when the CGI dates itself a little bit. Yeah. But- I mean, a lot of things in this movie dated itself, but I don't care. Yeah. So we're we're done with that. I want you to tell me your favorite things about this movie. And we could we could sit here and talk about the plot forever. So I want to know like like movie stuff or moments or things that were just your favorite. Um Ben Barnes was cute. Mm-hmm. Um the flower at the beginning kept coming back as a plot point. I liked that. Yep. I liked the um just the general witch aesthetic was cool. I liked I loved the ghosts. Yep. The ghost of the dead, <laughs> the dead brothers was everything to me. I should have included, I should have gone, there's witches, there's pirates, there's ghosts. <laughs> and I failed to talk about ghosts. I was so, I was so worried you were going to be upset when you were so excited that Rupert Everett oh, was Rupert in this Everett movie. Rupert Everett came in. Rupert Everett walked in and they're like, brother, look out the window. And he's like, what? And they immediately pushed him out the window. And I was like, what? <laughs> And then the ghosts appeared, and you were so it, relieved. It was so good. <laughs> oh, and Rupert Everett's beautiful face is smushed. Well, should, that part was kind of sad. Um, I think it's hilarious. It was so funny, but I did miss seeing his face. Can um, I can I say one of my favorite moments? Yes, and I love just just watching it with you. There were so many moments in this where I wasn't watching the screen; I was just watching you. <laughs> and one I was of, so unaware. One of them that I knew was going to happen is when Primus, the first brother, dies. He gets his throat slit in the bathtub uh-huh. and it bleeds blue. Yeah! And everyone I've ever watched that with is like, what? why Why is it blue? And I just get to turn to them and go, because he's a blue blood. And I just love looking at people's faces when I do that because they're all like, oh! So this movie is just insanely clever and I it love everything is. about it. It is. And like... <sighs> I'm gonna save my favorite thing for last. Okay. Um. Ah, um. <laughs> the the aesthetic. This Renfest the aesthetic. Cottage core, <laughs> Renfest, Goblin core, Witch core nonsense of this movie. The sparkles. Michelle Pfeiffer has gold leaflets yep. in her hair. Yep. The little stringies of gold yep. in her hair. Talk about 2000s. I pointed those out. I was like, look Disney. at her hair. <laughs> also, just Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. God. Her witch sisters are dope. I The witch ballroom castle thing yep. was dope. I, I really like the war between the brothers. Honestly, one of my favorite parts of this yes. is when Septimus is challenging his soothsayer. Like, you know... Has pleading for mercy ever changed my mind? No. <laughs> okay, Mark Strong. He's so good in this is movie. Is a fine man. <laughs> Not fine, he's fine. There's a difference. We we started talking about, because of course we did, um, 
the the long black coat, uh, greasy bad boy look, and how for me it's worked an embarrassing number of times. It really has for you, but for you not it as never much. Worked. Except <laughs> Mark Strong, though, is just mmm, mmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> he wants to be king forever. Claire Danes when she glows because she's in love. You lost your mind. The scene when they They're were dancing, dancing on, on the ship. ship. And she was glowing slightly while she was dancing with Captain Shakespeare, but then she switched to Tristan. He said, what did he say to her? He I, said He something. said, your emotions betray you. You you keep glowing. And she says, what do stars do best? Um, and he says something about like, well, I know what's making you glow. And then immediately Tristan comes up and she just starts like glowing all over the place. Yep. And I was down. Oh, the part, the, sorry, I'm freaking out, guys. <laughs> the part where they like have to get off, get off the road quick. Um, because, because they're worried someone's going to see her. That part was and my he's favorite. Like on top of her. Again, I saw this when I was 14 and it was the first time when I was fully aware of what I was feeling and I let myself feel it. And, and she's looking at his eyes and she's and just glowing, man. She asks him, are you tempted? He says, by what? Immortality. And, and he, he's glowing. And, and he says, I think living forever would be sad and lonely. Well, maybe if you had someone to share it with. <laughs> because this movie's perfect. I'm like gonna cry again. <laughs> um, the ending was cheesy as hell and I loved it. They grew to see their children they and grandchildren. Stars. And then they lit the Babylon candle. Uh. <laughs> um... Okay, so now we need to spend the next hour talking about the real um, MVP. The real MVP here, <laughs> friggin' Robert De Niro is the best part of this movie. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> we were talking during the movie about how like there's kind of this like I feel like Robert De Niro has actually played like a lot of different roles. Yes, but there's like a certain type of role that people think of when they think of Robert De Niro. Yes, and it's such a shame because he has the range, darling. Yep. Um. And he was so good. He's wonderful. He's and the absolutely. part where they sword fight and they're playing like the can-can and the, so the sound mixing when they're like, it's like they're sword fighting and each clang of the sword perfectly matches the music. Yes. So it's like clang, 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 and it keeps cutting to Robert De Niro just like feeling himself in a dress like and swishing the skirt back and, and forth and he's wearing a corset and living his best life fanning himself what was the thing that his crew said it's you know, alright captain we always knew you was a whoopsie and they hit him they push him to the guy who says that they push him to the back they like basically are like it's okay that you're gay we still think you're a good captain yep they, okay, he so this was, was just wonderful. This was adorable. So after that scene, <laughs> Liv had to make it run to make a bathroom break, so we had to pause it. I um, almost wet myself. I was laughing. Yes, so hard. you were you were losing it, and then but you came back in, and I remember you being like, "Oh no, now they know his secret." Like I hope they still accept him, and they did. <laughs> we get the most like loving and supportive pirate oh. crew. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> please do, please do not cry. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. It's it's true. This movie invokes oh every feeling. Oh my god. Um. The. Yeah. Every every conversation with them is just wonderful. I love the part where you were like, why is his hair long? As he's like combing and cutting his hair. I was like, I don't know, but it's worth it for the glow up that we get. It, what a glow <laughs> up, y'all. That coat and that hair. Mm. That white, usually white, like on a white guy doesn't do it, it for me. It worked for but him. It worked for him. It it did. That off white, like epic yeah. coat and the, worked. Like, I don't know, it was good. Go ahead. No, I'm, no, I'm, you got this. Okay, so I told you that I love the ending of this movie, and I, I totally see your critique about like the motivation of letting them go just to bring them back. Does it work? I get that. Um, but let me ramble off the things that happen in the end of this movie that are wonderful. Number one, all of the plot points converging. This, you were losing your mind when Yvain was walking towards the wall and if she crossed the wall she would turn into a meteorite. Oh, I literally, you screamed when her foot went up on the wall. I went I literally said eep, I think. I yeah. went eep. You did. You lost it. So, but that happens when the witch is coming and when the mom is coming and Tristan is running in slow motion through the forest to save her. Um, that is very Neil Gaiman, yes. everything coming together. Oh, oh, speaking of the mom, they introduced this, like, minor plot point about this, like, princess that's been missing. Yep. And you don't think anything of it. And, and then at the end, it's his mom. But you also probably forgot about the fact that she introduces herself to As Dunstan. a stolen princess. Yeah, because, well, and you also were like, <laughs> don't. Don't I was like, don't trust her. Yeah. Don't do it. No, she was 100% telling the truth. She was a stolen princess. And now she would be captured until Ditchwater Sal died. So. Who, despite being evil, was super cool. Oh, love Ditchwater Sal. <laughs> love Ditchwater Sal. I was also saying that I'm upset that I will never have character names in anything I write as good as Tristan, Evane, Ditch water sound. Listen, when I'm old, I hope that like kids think I'm an ugly old hag and give me a name like Ditch Water Sal. Yeah. That, <laughs> I don't know why that's like like my life goal. Yep. But it is. I want somebody to be like, oh, that's mud uh mud water live. I don't know. Mud flap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I made it worse. <laughs> that sword ditch. <laughs> I don't know. We'll workshop it, guys. Let me know what you think my old hag name should be. Oh my gosh. Um, I want to. You need an old hag name, and I need a. Uh, I need my uh, lady whistle down name for my, yes. my gossip column. That yes. I write. Um. Okay. So so all the plot points coming together. We see how Tristan's new skills have formed when Septimus threatens him and he yes. threatens him back. Then we get the awesomeness of killing off one witch by just throwing a knife through her. That was and, cool. And we kill the other witch by releasing all the animals. That she's been cruel to. And they all murder her. Um, they, they, she earned that. Oh yeah. It's it's a great, great... Poetic justice. Yes. Um anything with the voodoo doll is incredible oh, oh oh the the puppet was everything whoever whoever co like coordinated that fight 
and taught him to like flop his head around but still be able to wield the sword that's just an expertly choreographed scene and i can't get over it every single time i watch it if you've never seen this film this is a bit of a spoiler but at the end we've spoiled spoiled a lot lot of movies at this point mark strong dies guys he his character dies because um, in the coolest possible way lemia michelle pfeiffer witch um gets out a poppet and if you're not sure what a poppet is it's like an old witchy tool it's similar to a voodoo doll yep um a lot of witch lore has them they show up in like the crucible and stuff um so she takes the poppet and she breaks the poppet's arm and his arm breaks and she breaks its leg and his leg breaks and then she throws it in a well and he drowns in midair he floats as if he's underwater underwater. oh it was so cool yeah and then after he's dead she takes the poppet out of the water and then uses it to sword fight tristan who then and here's what we were really building up to here's what every great movie has cuts a rope and rides the rope up with the chandelier as he flies through the air and yeah. knocks the witch down. It's that so is good. That is what I want in every movie ever. It is so good. I don't think there's a single movie on earth that would not be improved with cutting a rope and riding the chandelier. I wholeheartedly around. agree with that. Oh, my husband was in this movie? Oh, yes. Uh, Kyle looks like Bernard, the goat farmer. <laughs> the goat farmer. <laughs> Who's a goat and then a girl for half the movie. He didn't look like the goat or the girl, just uh, like normal standard Bernard. Human Bernard. Um, but he looked just like him. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Um. What else? I. I so, there's, there's a, a unicorn. There's a. I can't there's believe a unicorn. We, there's just a unicorn. <laughs> oh, you lost your mind when in the midst of the fight in the inn. First off, the goat got headbutted by the unicorn and insta died. Oh, he died! <laughs> I was really sad about Mr. Weasley Goat. And then the unicorn died. The u- oh man, <laughs> dude. Yeah, a- every emotion is what I feel watching this movie. I'm, yeah, it was I, a lot. I still it was remember. A I remember watching this and feeling frightened. I remember watching this and feeling sad. I remember watching this and feeling in love and yeah this this movie just it's everything that i want out of a adventure movie out of a fantasy movie it's it's why it's my favorite standalone fantasy it's just a happy movie this is why neil gaiman is my favorite writer mm-hmm. I, it's it's just great yep it's really good guys yep um man Tristan was kind of dreamy by the end, too. Like, he was cute in the beginning. But he's, but... he's like, dorky cute <clears throat> in the beginning. And then by the end, yeah. It, this this truly is, and Ian McKellen narrator says it at the beginning. Yes! This is not about how the, man be- the baby became a boy, but how the boy became, became a, a man. man. Oh! Henry Cavill's in it? Yep. Henry Cavill might have gotten with Robert De Niro at the Which I'm not mad about. (laughs) Um. There's more. Ricky Gervais is in there. Ricky Gervais is in it. Ferdy. The 
All the little things, like when she casts the spell that makes him balk, and then that's like his undoing. That was so funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, just every detail came back together. Yep. Every single one. Yep. <coughs> he, Neil Gaiman has said that the second draft is when you make it look like you've known what you were doing all along. Yeah. And oh my gosh. You just see that so evidently in his writing that he does not want to leave anything out of place. No, no stone is in turn. And no, like, you know, it's clear that he really has thought through everything. And like I said, the book is very different at the end. It's actually pretty beat for beat for several parts of it, um, especially the beginning. They um, put together in the book. They do. Okay, good. It's, like I said, it's... It's pretty close. The ending's just a little bittersweet. The ending does not have uh, the princess and the frog-esque loveliness to it. So I I would really be curious if you end up reading the book to know what you think, especially because you love Neil Gaiman so much. Um, Oh, can I say what I love about the punchline at the end of this? Yes. I kind of predicted it. Yes, you did. Um, Not. It was funny because you'd sometimes bring it up and I'd be like, but it wouldn't always be 100% correct. And I'd be like, I, like, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So one of the things about this film is that part of the reason why the witches want um, Claire Dane's character. Um, what is her name? Evane. Evane, who is the star. They want her so bad because the heart of a star can give you everlasting like youth and life. So they need to kill her and cut out her heart. But the punchline is that she is in love with Tristan and so she gives him her heart and he's young and beautiful forever because she loves him. Yep. And he has her heart. Yep. Lizzie, he has her heart. Yep. And uh, that that is that is Gaiman's handiwork. So fear not in that regard if you read the book. So in case you're wondering how I feel about this film, this is one out of one magical uh, King Rubies, mm. um, <laughs> which makes sense if an, you've seen the film. An excellent choice. <laughs> um, seven out of seven dead brothers. Seven out of seven dead brothers. <laughs> This is, this is, um, this is Robert De Niro in a corset good. (laughs) This is is one magical unicorn good. (laughs) This is two enchanted goats good. I, you know what? This ties back to our first episode. This is, this is the best unicorn, not the last unicorn, but the best best unicorn. It's the best unicorn. (laughs) It's not alive. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> not even a little bit. Sorry about that. No, that was incredible. Um, dang. Okay, so yeah, this is this is like in a special compartment in the treasure chest. This is like in a treasure chest within the treasure chest. I'm not gonna lie. I When I showed you this, I was like, I really, really hope this becomes one of your new favorite movies because it's one of my favorite movies. I feel like you always show me movies that I like and I'm always like, here's a movie. <laughs> and I'm like, that was, that was a thing. You're like, you're like, here is an excellent, 
You're like, here's a jewel with a minor flaw. And I'm like, will you take my literal stinking pile of shit? Will you take my garbage, Lizzie? I, now, to be fair, to be fair, I have shown my fair share of garbage. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies was the only one so far that's been, like, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, <coughs> when I showed you the princess switch, like, that was delightful. But it was it, it was it was admittedly garbage. But it's admittedly I, garbage. This is not. I I will be the first to say this is not garbage, and I have to be honest. Yeah. I kind of bent the rules with this one, just because you said you hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I know cares. there's tons of people who haven't seen it, and I don't Shameless understand. Plug for this movie. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. I'm really sad that it kind of gets glossed over all the time because, it, like, as much as people talk about, like, you know. How much they love Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean, how much they love The Mummy. Those things are, like, getting a resurgence. Yeah. Like, this, this... one needs some love. This one this one needs some love, and I would put it in the same category as those. That being said, if you were a Zoomer and you were listening to us, my Gen Z peeps, listen, y'all. Okay, here's the thing. I got a little, I got a little, a little bone to pick with y'all. Um, it's a minor bone. A lot of millennials right now are angry at you guys for saying that the side part's not cool anymore. I knew this was gonna be a thing! <laughs> listen, listen. You're right. It's not in style right now, and I feel you. And you know what? I think as millennials, it's time that we, like, embrace the hip new thing. In, like, 20 years, the side part will be cool again. We'll all be rocking it. We'll, like, go back. It's fine. But... But I don't want to hear any of you say anything about Claire Dane's hair in this movie. She's perfect, okay? <laughs> it was 2007. Give her her side part. You were allowed to say something about it, but not them. <laughs> Y'all can tell me my hair looks stupid, but you can't say Claire Dane's does. She doesn't deserve it, okay? I said what was funny about it is that she, her eyebrows <laughs> are like super blonde and thin. and she You can't has, like, even see that. You can't see them. She has like no eyebrows and it would not, would not be flying today. No, it would not. Um... But yeah, uh, I am, I am absolutely delighted with your reaction to this. This, this is up there with Princess Switch on reactions that I've gotten from you. It was really good. Yeah. I feel like if I rewatched Princess Switch, it wouldn't be as enjoyable as it was. You have to watch Princess Switch under the right conditions. There's a vibe. Which is with a girlfriend and with peppermint schnapps. You can rewatch. I have rewatched this that movie. Night too. You were. You... We drank tea tonight. I am stone cold sober, and this is the best movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, we had rose. We decided that the vibe was rose tea. Rose tea. Yeah, yeah. that's what we decided. To. Um, which which is good for like a cozy book nice. movie, which good. is what this was. Um, yeah, I I have rewatched this movie countless times. It's so good. I adore it. I feel like you're gonna hate next week's movie <laughs> comparatively. Okay, but like, but at the same time, like we went us rewatching Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked that movie so much more watching it with you than any other time that I've watched That's it. Good. And like, I acknowledge that it's a really good it's, movie. It's got some flaws, but it's but it's got some flaws. Yeah. But like, I I don't consider that like he has my stinking garbage yeah. compared compared to this. Yeah. Um. This this is my like, you know, this this movie has both nostalgia for me and yet when I watch it, it feels like it could have come out last year and I would still be just as yeah. happy with it. Yep. Um so but 
I'm so happy you like this. It was that's wonderful. that's the last thing I will say about this. Speaking of next week's movie. Speaking of side parts. <laughs> um so next week's film um is also a book turned movie. Yeah. Um it's Interview with a Vampire. I have been wanting to watch this for so long. I and you are the person who I want to watch it with the most. And I'm so excited. That makes me really happy. But I can't decide if you're going to like it or not. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning because horror film is not your thing. Yeah. Um. So this movie is the origin of the effeminate gay vampire story. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's sexy vampires. Yeah. But one thing that this does that, you know, like Twilight kind of shied away from is that it's like actually got some good vampire gore. There's lots of blood. Okay. So just brace yourself for that. Is it? can Can I be honest? For me, there's a big difference between blood and like gore gore. So, I mean, we watched, we watched Dracula there's together. There's not like entrails or anything. That's like what that. I can't do. Okay. Um, there's some, cause in this one, there's very much the like vampires burn in the sun. Yes. So there's some gross, like burning flesh kind of stuff. Okay. Um, it's very par for the course vampire, right. at least modern vampire. Yeah. Um, it's got some of that same flair that like the Bram Stoker's Dracula had, where it's just like over the top costuming. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so Bram Stoker's Dracula was one that the more it resonated with me, the more I really liked it. Good. So I am... You'll like this one. I'm expecting to like this one. This one, what I like about this movie is the melodrama's there, the absurdity of it's there, but there's a, a little bit of humor in this one that wasn't in the Dracula that we watched. And it's not gonna be as good as this. Like... This was moi, the chef's kiss peak. We are never going to get as good as this film again. I honestly, when I this showed you- This is hard you, to follow it up. When I showed you this, I was like, this is like the best movie we're gonna watch for Ever. a really long time. Really long time. Um, but yeah, um, Brad Pitt, I have never found Brad Pitt attractive in any other film except for this one. Nice. I don't know why. I usually don't go for guys with long hair. For some reason, Brad Pitt with hair down to his waist does it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 